This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We are going to showcase the very beautiful, wonderful Henry County. It's home to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, the famous gym where they filmed the movie Hoosiers. And so that got, got my attention, thinking, what else is out in Henry County? And there was really only one guy I could think to sort of serve as my guide for our tour around Henry County today. His name is Jeremiah Morrill. He's a member of the uh, Henry County Memorial Parks Board and so much more. Jeremiah, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for inviting me to beautiful Henry County. Now, on the program today, we're going to speak with Chris May. He's the uh, executive director for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. And a lot of people know about the Hall of Fame, but you said, hey, there's more out here in Henry County that you need to know about, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Henry County is, uh, is a really uh, an interesting spot for folks you know we're i can from my house i can be in downtown indianapolis to watch a colts game in 45 minutes uh, but there's a lot of folks out here that uh, that like the low cost of living we've got uh, really great uh, new job opportunities out here boar's head just opened a new new factory up on the south side of town uh, and we have uh, some great parks out here as well henry county's home to uh, westwood uh, reservoir and, and uh, wildlife area uh, there's a state fish and wildlife uh, fishing area uh, Summit Lake State Park. Uh, I'm a part of Memorial Park, which is over a 300-acre county park. Uh, so there's a lot of great recreation opportunities out here in Henry County. And inside of Memorial Park is the Henry County Saddle Club, which has attracts folks from all over the state of Indiana and the Midwest every weekend. Okay, so one of the we got we actually got talking about this because I was kidding with you one day. I said I love the big shoe at the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. And there are two shoes, right? That's right. Yeah, we've got the we get a half a shoe at the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> a little behind the scenes. If you if you go wandering around back there, you just see the front side of the shoe. The right. back side you can you can be the guy in the shoe at the Hall of Fame if you if you want to do that photo op. <laughs> but uh it, then the the big one is out on uh, on three at the Steve Alford Inn when the cool thing about that is it's 
depending upon where Steve lives, that's the color of that shoe changes. Right, and I drove by today, and uh, it was UCLA. It is up to date, and uh, it's so cool. There's so many little hidden gems. Now, a lot of people, of course, know about the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. We're going to hear from Chris May in, in, in just a minute. And, of course, he was telling me, I was floored, the hundreds of thousands of people that have that come to Henry County just to go to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Absolutely, yeah, it's a it's a great attraction. And even folks inside of the community don't realize what they have. But, you know, if if you're listening today and you haven't spent, the, I don't know if it's $8 what the admission is to get in there, uh, this being the 30th anniversary of Hoosiers as well, you got to go in there and check out the old letter jackets and, and the balls and, and, and just take a stroll down the, the – the hall, the actual Hall of Fame itself, and read some of the names. There's uh, all kinds of Indiana basketball lore right down the down the street. Yeah, so we're gonna go through everything with that with Chris May. Now, the other thing a lot of people don't realize is, of course, the most famous basketball movie ever made, the movie Hoosiers, was filmed right here in Henry County. Absolutely, the Hickory Home Court Gym is in uh, is in Knightstown, Indiana. It's the old. Uh, the old Knightstown High School gym, and you can go in there. I'm, my brother played there as a homeschool basketball player. His high school graduation took place in there. I visited. Te- I saw Ted Cruz in a rally at the Hoosier so gym went, this year. You, as a good libertarian, went to the Ted Cruz rally. Absolutely. If a presidential candidate comes to your county, you go check it out. No now, matter I gotta, who it is. now we'll talk with May a little bit about this in just a minute. But uh, you know, of course, Ted Cruz made a big faux pas at his rally. He got the phraseology wrong, the, right? The basketball ring. Yes, that's right. He called it a ring instead of a rim, right? That's right. Did you boo him? Because he got it. I mean, he got it pretty good from the audience there. Yeah, I, it was it was forgettable. It was. I'll tell you what. It was so hot in that arena. He packed it. Yeah. And it was raining. And we wore our jackets in. We waited an extra forty five minutes for him to come out on stage. It was it was toasty. So I was more worried about my personal comfort than I was about <laughs> his uh, his faux pas. Now the basketball uh, gym in Knightstown has become a museum for the the movie Hoosiers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You go in the entryway there and. Uh, you can get your your Hoosier swag and a sweatshirt and and support them because it's a it's a community facility. You know you can go out there and play basketball just about any evening. There's pickup games all the time, and you can rent the, rent. That's it. so cool. Yeah, it's it's really a treasure. Yeah, and as the Hoosiers always will have a special place in my heart because while it was filmed in Knightstown, part of it very a very small part, but part of it was filmed in the town of Brownsburg, and the uh, it was the regional I think was f- filmed there in the in the town of Brownsburg. Before I lived in the town of Brownsburg, but it was filmed there at the old uh, the old gym. Uh, but there, so you can still go in there. And I was there. This is a couple years ago now, but you can actually go down into the locker room. It still looks the same. I mean, they've really done a fabulous job of keeping that gym exactly the way it uh, the way it looked in the movie. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, they've got the Hickory Huskers point painted on the floor. Uh, it's the same scoreboard in the movie. The the gym, you know, you can sit in the wooden bleachers, and it's a it's if you're a big guy like myself too, and you're running the court, it's a short court, so you can. <laughs> You can really feel like a hero. Again, our guest is Jeremiah Morrill. He's with the uh, the Henry County Memorial Park Board. We're talking about Henry County today. We're going to be uh, interviewing some folks that are a part of some of the hidden gems in Henry County. I lo- We were talking before we went on the air. I love driving through places like this because you learn so much. Just looking to your left and, and to your right. I'm curious as a, uh, well, not a lifelong Henry County resident, but you've been here a long time. I'm sure you're still finding new things in Henry County. Oh, yeah. I've, you know. I, I've always liked the outdoors, uh, and in the last couple of years, I've gotten a boat. So I've spent an awful lot of time out at Summit no, Lake. State having Park. a boat is that as big an investment as I've always heard it is? It's not nearly. I don't have a huge boat. It's kind of like you have a you have a tiny board. <laughs> I have a tiny boat. It's only about seventeen feet long, so it's not bled me dry yet. But it, it is it is really a fun way to get out on the water and enjoy Henry County. Uh, now tell us a little bit about because you're the parks guy. So tell us a little bit about the lake, the water. That's a big attraction here in Henry County. Yeah. So Summit Lake is it's at the state park and it's over eight hundred acres. And it's one of the clearest lakes in the state. It's, I think, the highest elevation lake in the state of Indiana, and it's a, it's for fishing. Uh, you don't get to open your motor up. It's a it's a fisherman's lake with walleye and bass and, and bluegill and all, you know, really good fishery. Uh, I'm the president of the Henry County Memorial Park Board, uh, which now, has take a us handful through, of... Yeah, take us through what a memorial... I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're you fine. finish your thought there, but when you, after you finish your thought, take us through what a memorial park is, because that's really interesting. Yeah, so we are a war memorial. Henry County uh, has a war memorial park, and if you walk around, we have a cannon that was uh it's actually under repair right now so you can't go see it but uh newcastle is the home to omar bundy who was a world war one general uh bundy auditorium is at the high school and he captured a german cannon uh, a tank essentially a cannon uh and we owned the germans we, we yeah we, we owned them in two wars twice back-to-back world champs so <laughs> 
anyway, we're coming off Pearl Harbor. We're still remembering that, uh, which you know that we beat the Germans in World War II and, and, and at absolutely. Pearl so Bundy, <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so Omer Bundy. Uh, he captured he captured this cannon, and it's at Memorial Park, or typically is. And we're coming up on our hundredth anniversary of the park. Uh, uh, 2018 will be a hundred years of Memorial Park. So we have uh, memorials: World War One, World War Two. The more recent uh, memorials. Uh, the USS Hyman had a number of. Uh, of soldiers from Henry County that served on it. We've got a memorial for them, uh, Desert Shield, Vietnam. Uh, all these memorials are out there, and it's, it's really a, a, a great place to go out. Uh, we have fresh cover snow. We're decorated for Christmas. Go out, see the memorials, and, uh, and it's also a place for activities. We've got soccer. Uh, like we said, we have the Saddle Club. It's the home to Henry County 4-H Fairgrounds. Uh, we've got a golf course and a little wet or a little uh, white out there to play golf right now. But uh, no, I love golf. Tell me about the golf course. So uh, it's a full 18-hole golf course. Uh, was operated by the American Legion a few years ago. Uh, the county commissioners actually sold it. Uh, the county didn't have to be involved in golf to have golf. So you so could they... have bought a golf course instead of a boat. Exactly. I could have. I well. <laughs> The size of the boat I could have bought for what they got for the golf course, it would have been, it would have been Trump huge. But uh, yeah, so we have a, we have a full fully functional eighteen hole golf course, the bar, and you know it's a it's a great place. All right, so you're going to be my tour guide for today because right. they don't just let me loose. Uh, you know, I lose my diplomatic immunity if I leave leave uh, Hendricks County. So you're going to be my tour guide for today, so that I know where to go and who to talk to. And we mentioned Chris May, who we're going to hear from in just a second, uh, director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. But you got two other great guests for me to talk to today. Who are those going to be? So we're going to meet with Rebecca Baker, who is the uh, president of the Henry County Saddle Club. And they are a volunteer non-profit organization that manages and operates the, uh, uh, the facility that's home to the Indiana Quarter Horse Association, some of their biggest shows of the year. Uh, every single weekend, Henry County, from March until this time of the year, is packed with with people coming in from out of the community spending their money and and riding their horses and exhibiting at a very high level uh, and then it's also home to some riding facilities so that people in the area can come out and and have a great place to uh, to participate in equine activities all right and then uh, who else you got so then we have Corey Murphy who's the president of the Henry County Economic Development Corporation uh, and Corey is uh, the fellow that's uh, out there selling Henry County to the rest of the Midwest uh, he's meeting every day with folks that uh, that are looking to locate businesses here, uh, trying to uh, promote Henry County. Uh, we, you know, and I'll do some chilling on his part. I live here not because it's it's the place I was born, but it's the place I choose to live. Uh, I live. I work in Muncie. I'm a professional. I'm a sales guy, and I sell in Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky. That's my that's my sales territory. I live five minutes off I-70. I can be downtown Indianapolis in 45 minutes. I can be in Dayton, Ohio in less than an hour, and I can be in Columbus in less than two. And I, I work in Louisville and Lexington also. It's a great place to, to live and work. We've got all kinds of activities, and it's a it really is a good community. Well, and one of the things that we talked about before we went on air, you're, of course, a well-known libertarian, and it's really nice to see, and this is one of the things when I was on town council in Brownsburg that I tried to do, it's nice to see a community that promotes diversity in opinions and promotes people who have a third what they know as third party or uh, you know those sort of views because it really speaks to the community saying we want to be inclusive to have a lot of people involved. Absolutely, yeah. I, I've served uh, for two years now on the Memorial Park Board and I've been president uh, since uh, earlier this year uh, as a libertarian. I was appointed politically by the county commissioners. Uh, there are two Republicans, two Democrats, and a libertarian. And that's uh, exciting. It's it's really it, you, you don't notice it at the meetings, but that, you know, everybody has a badge and they have to, you know, they have the way the law is set up. That's just the way that county government's organized. But we get along and uh, not, we're all too stubborn to move. So we have to, we have to get along and, 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 and work through things together. <laughs> all right. So we are going to get things started. I had a chance to sit down and chat with Chris May. He's the uh, director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. And uh, so we're going to chat with Chris. Jeremiah and I will then be back as we'll continue our tour of Henry County today. Here's that conversation. Of course, as you know, by now we're going to focus on Henry County and one of the staples of Henry County and Newcastle, the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Have with us today the director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, Chris May. Chris, how are you? Hey, Rob. Great to be with you. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Now, I first met you years ago when you were a broadcaster, and now you're one of my famous friends because you're the director of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Famous is probably a stretch. I but tell people all the time that I know you. It gets me in places. Uh -huh. now, I'm curious how you became the director of the Basketball Hall of Fame. 
Uh, it's funny you uh, apply for a job and sometimes they hire you. Sometimes I mean, is there don't. like where I missed that job? Was it in the one ad somewhere or what? Uh... Well, you know, uh, it's it's. Uh, I guess they say it's all in who you know. Right. And sometimes you got to have connections, and so I knew somebody who knew the previous director was retiring, and one thing leads to another, and leads to a second interview, leads to a job offer. So obviously, you've been there what seven years now, right? This summer was my seventh anniversary. So did you think when you took the job, man, this is going to be a job I'm going to turn into a into a career? Uh yeah yeah absolutely. So you really it's, saw it's, yourself it's, being it's, there. Well, it's yeah it's it's one of those types of positions. I mean, when you say it's one of a kind, it's a dream job. I yeah mean, yeah absolutely, it's all of those things. So, uh yeah the the the, the long term nature of it has not surprised me there. Now is there I gotta ask this because this is like a behind the scenes question. There's the museum itself. You know, you come, yeah. you tour through. My dad actually asked me to ask you about this, and he's got an off the air question. I'm supposed to ask you too, uh, a Terho Gersmeyer question. Um, but is there like a warehouse where you guys store stuff that doesn't make it onto the floor? You want to know about the VIP tour? Is that what, what that is? Is that what? Yeah. It is? So we have all of our storage is on site. Okay. Uh, so we have like hidden rooms though that oh, people don't know about. This is right? like the Goonies. So right? um, yeah. So <laughs> actually, if you want uh, kind of the behind the scenes info. Uh, really, of our memorabilia, of our collection of artifacts, about 20 to 25% are on exhibit. Oh, wow. So, do the math, right? 75 oh, wow. to 80% of the collection is This is, is like an Indiana Jones exhibited. thing. There's like a... So, I, there's a room, and I've got a special key, and if you come, and I'm there, and I know you, and you know you want the behind-the-scenes part, you know, I, I take you and show you the other 80 How do you decide what's out? I mean, the stuff that's out yeah. is fabulous, but... Right. So, we uh, rotate exhibits and items... Um, based on anniversaries or themes or, you know, we have an artifacts manager uh, who she has been with us for over 20 years, so wow. she knows the collection forward, backwards, and, and what we have and what we can That's do. That's amazing. And so I consult with her on ideas. Um, you know, for instance, this year is the 20th anniversary since the institution of class basketball. Right. So you you got to have something, right, to acknowledge right. that 20 years now, ago now things No, i got to ask you about that because class basketball is such a controversial topic in Indiana. Is that hard? Because I'm sure so many people that come to the Hall of Fame are traditionalists, and, like, you got to have something out about that. Is it um, hard? It's a controversial issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to not answer your question, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, anybody that's from Indiana, especially those who lived through it and uh, coached in it or played in it, have strong opinions, strong feelings, and so it has to be addressed. Uh, I mean, the official policy of the Hall of Fame is we don't editorialize, we right. don't uh, offer opinions, we just document the history right. and and preserve the history of the game. Right. So, yes, you have to acknowledge it. Uh, no, we don't tell you whether the Hall of Fame officially thinks it's good or bad the right. way the system we have now. Uh, you'll tell me that after the hours of 9 to that's 5, the right? The, that's <laughs> the off your question, right? <laughs> that's right. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, I'm curious, when you wake up each day, is it like the Willy Wonka factory? You're like, you are like, uh, you know, you are the Willy Wonka of high school basketball. You get to uh, display cool stuff. Well, there's a cool factor, uh, you know, as far as just walking in, the surroundings, the environment, the the people you deal with. Right. Yeah, all of those things are, are uh, amazing. You but... probably get preferred seating at places. Mr. Hall of Fame director, right this way. <laughs> Not as much as you might expect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because seriously, I mean, the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, in, in all seriousness, is an institution that I remember going to when I was a very small boy, and I'm sure generations of people now have crossed through through that Fabulous museum. Yes, yeah, so we've had. Uh, we're approaching our three hundred thousandth visitor. Wow. So, I mean, um, yeah, a lot of people. Wow. Uh, some of them very famous, very notable, great basketball players, great basketball coaches. Uh, but but those include people from every state in the United States and from as best we can track, sixty four countries around the wow. globe. Wow. So just this past and you just uh, summer, saved me from an injury right we, there. We uh, just this past summer we had visitors, uh, two different groups from uh, England. We had a husband and wife from Germany, um, Italy. Uh, we just. Uh, let's see, last week had a group of 15 students and coaches from Australia. Wow. Um, so, yeah, all the time. You, you, Indiana basketball is known worldwide, and people come in search of the history and the experience and the story, and that leads us, leads them to Newcastle often. Again, our guest is Chris Mays, the director for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. You were, you're a young guy now. You're, what, 24, 25 now? So you were like 19 <laughs> or something like that when you took the job. I mean, you were a young guy when you took the job. It was a little overwhelming to say, here you go, son. Here's the keys to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, I guess, I suppose. I was 26 when I got the job. Um but, you know, they had had uh, two other previous uh, executive directors in this position that were also in their 20s when they took the job. So it's not uncharted waters. Um, but but probably the thing that you get more than anything in my position is that um, just kind of a, a meant nonchalantly and in a totally unoffensive way, people say, oh, well, you're not old enough to know, or you, you, know, you weren't around for it. Well, you're right, I wasn't around for that game or that player, but... 
That doesn't mean I don't know about them. And that's what I think helped qualify me for the job was I had a deep appreciation of the history and an ability to learn pretty quickly. All right, so you do a lot more, though, than just the Hall of Fame itself, and we'll come back to the Hall of Fame, but want to talk about you. You have a tournament every year. This is huge. I remember as a young boy, Brownsburg, those great uh, Brownsburg teams with the the Bruins teams in the early 90s used to play there. You still have the tournament. Tell us about the tournament. Yeah, so the tournament, the City Securities Hall of Fame Classic, uh, this is the 40th year for the boys' tournament, Um, and it's been held... uh, uh, consecutively in Newcastle since 1990, since the facility moved and relocated there. Uh, so it's one of our big fundraisers. Uh, you know, we're a museum, a 501c3 not-for-profit. We always have to raise money to pay the light bills. You're like us. You're begging people left and right <laughs> it's to important. support you. Yes. It's important that Groveling. People, I've gotten really good at groveling. People buy tickets. People uh, pay for sponsorships. Uh, yeah, that's part of my job yeah. if you want to talk about that. But, um, yeah, it's an important fundraiser, but it's an important event yeah. uh, for as far as prominence and prestige. Because it's at the gym. It's at the Newcastle Fieldhouse, the world's largest high school gymnasium. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a really big deal for us. Uh, outside of inducting men and women, uh, yeah. which is what a Hall of Fame does, obviously, this is uh, our other most prominent event. And so every year it's important for us. We, uh, we need a little help from Mother Nature that the weather is good and yeah. cooperative. But we have teams that come from all over the state. It's uh, four of the best girls high school teams on one day, followed by four of the best boys high school teams and you on the pick, day. you pick the teams right you very, scout i remember when very, i was doing a tournament one time you were there scouting deciding who it was uh, going to be yeah i mean it's not me exclusively we have a committee of a lot of people that are involved uh, two committees a girls committee and a boys committee but it's competitive it's right. very competitive um schools approach us and they want to be included we sometimes approach schools that we think are really going to be top notch that will put on a good tournament and a good performance and you've got to know ahead of time because you're doing this like a year right. in advance you gotta yeah. know hey this kid's got a good junior he's gonna be a good senior things like exactly. that. exactly yeah exactly so there's there's some homework and some scouting that is involved there to figure out okay a year from now who right. are going to be the better teams and and who will help draw a crowd yeah. who will fans want to follow all those sorts of things so that factors in big time and you know the brownsburg uh, girls team you mentioned watching the brownsburg boys team uh, brownsburg was in it not too long ago a lot of central indiana communities um are 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 in it, have been in it, and so it's it's a big draw. It's an important event for us. Who do we have this year? When is the tournament? Uh, our girls' tournament is Thursday, December 29th. Uh, we open with Greenfield Central against Plainfield, so two central Indiana communities there. And then the second game is North Harrison from down along the Ohio River uh, against Tippecanoe Valley. So that's a little bit of a south versus north matchup. Uh, and then the winners there meet in the evening. We have a consolation game and a championship game that night. So it's during the day, it's during the evening, then during the afternoon, fans have a chance to come to the museum and you check that out. To, you, you want make them to come to the museum, yeah. You want them yes. to come. Some, who, who come. Do we, yeah, who do we have for the boys? Uh, it's Friday, December 30th. Our opening matchup is Logansport against Lawrence North. And then we have New Albany, the defending 4A champions, uh, and number one ranked team in the state this year against Warsaw. Okay. All right. So, and then, like you said, you can go to the games. You can then go to the Hall of Fame. You can come back and go. That was a huge deal when I was a kid when Brownsburg. Uh, it was uh, Scott Shepard and Craig Bruins. I remember going. And then we would go to the Hall of Fame. And Dad was very emphatic that we would uh, we would uh, patronize the Hall of Fame and uh, and enjoy. You would enjoy right. your time there. Yeah, that's whether a, you wanted to enjoy it or not. Obviously, that's a big part for us. Uh, not only attendance at the games, but those are our two busiest days of the yeah. year in the museum. Uh, and so it's great for us, both from an exposure perspective, but also, quite frankly, gift shop sales, yeah, and, yeah. You know, admission charges. Every little bit helps because, like I mentioned, we've got to we got to raise the money to pay the bills and keep the lights on. Okay, every time I go to the Hall of Fame, you know, I you know this, Chris, I have a slight ego, a little bit, you know, uh, hang out with people like the Trumpster and the Boss, and yeah. you know, you develop a little ego. I look at the plaques. I like to look at the plaques. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hall of Fame. Very nice plaques of people to get inducted. Right. And I think, man, I would I would love to have my face on a plaque. I mean, right. how do you get your face on a plaque at the Hall of Fame? The, the next guy to ask me why they haven't been inducted. Is <laughs> you that get what that a lot, right? To? People right. stop you. You know, play, hey, I played for uh, my high school in 1975. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, what, you get that a lot? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we got a lot. I mean, we've got 14,000 square feet in the museum. So we've got a lot of exhibit space. Uh, obviously, our enshrinement gallery where all of our inductees are profiled. Uh there are a lot of people that have done great things in Indiana basketball. Yeah. That's the message is, you know, we're talking about we've had now over 105 years of Indiana high school basketball tournaments and organized games. So that's a lot of players. That's a lot of coaches. That's a lot of communities. There have been over 1,200 high schools in the history of the state of Indiana, IHSA, member schools. Uh, a lot of them lost to consolidation in the 50s and 60s. But um, so, yeah, every community thinks that they've got this one player, this one team, right. this one coach that's just the greatest and has to be in the Hall of Fame. But as a matter of mathematics, it's impossible right. to have all of those 
players, coaches, and then et you've got morons like me taking up your time. Well, not, not always, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but again, I think that's what makes Indiana basketball special. That's what makes our organization unique. Is that um, there's that saying that's a little bit cliche, but in 49 other states, it's just basketball. Right. But this is Indiana. I mean, there's real truth to that right. because it's been the center point of civic activity. It's been the gathering point on Friday and Saturday nights. It's been the source of identity for people that when you say I'm from Lagodi, mm-hmm. people, oh, yes, you guys went to state finals in 70 mm-hmm. and 75. Yep. Before they might know of businesses or other ties to the community, basketball has been a point of identity. How do we decide? How do we decide who gets uh, gets a plaque on the wall to Hall of Fame? <laughs> uh, who do well, I need to suck up to? Yeah, so it's a very involved process for our inductees and the selection we've just announced last week, our men's inductees. Um, so we have a, a, a basically a two month process. Okay, a, a lot of go, a lot Do of I have work to submit to a background into. check. Well, there's a nomination form to start with. You got to you got to file you know your credentials and your right. accomplishments and etc. It sounds like I'm going to be disqualified if there's credentials involved. Well, I'm really uh, looking for you know. some backroom dealing here. <laughs> no, so so it's a big deal. It's not just a simple thing. Well, uh, I mean to to put it in somewhat quick terms. Uh, this year, we had, I believe, it was over 300 eligible candidates on the men's side. Oh, wow. For 12 people to be selected. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I was not joking that it's a very competitive, very yeah. serious, and it is very thorough. You know, yeah. it, you know we get accusations. Uh, people say, oh, well, you didn't put this guy in or you didn't put that guy in. You guys must not know what you're doing. Is that a real well, thing? People really tell you, like, because oh, you sure. didn't put so-and-so well, in? Yeah, again, it goes back to every community, every school thinks that the best right. player they've ever played there, the best coach they've ever had, sure. should be a no-brainer Hall of Famer. And, right. and that's no offense to those players, those coaches. I'm sure they were great, but um, not everybody gets in. That's the way it works. But, yeah, people say, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And then if if I hand them the packet that has – it has all the career information. It has how many points they scored, how many wins they had if they were coached, what they did in college, if they played or coached professionally, what they did outside right. of basketball. And they see that there's 300 of those people. They say, oh, wow, this is pretty serious stuff. Right. So um, – Who's in the yeah. class this year? Who are the men's uh, some of the just a, maybe a sure. couple of them? So the headliners that were announced were uh, Alan Henderson from Burbuff and IU. Hard and, to argue with him. And Glenn Robinson from Hard to argue Gary, with him. Gary Roosevelt and Purdue. You guys and, know what you're doing. Uh, they were pretty easy picks, I think, for their <laughs> for the committee. I, I guess I'll also um, uh, admit I, I don't vote in the process. So you know, oh, so I, I don't need to be nice. To I you. get all. Do the I com- need to be nice to him? Does I, he have a say in Vance it? Vance is with us. Vance is on the executive committee. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I get all the complaints or the praises, and I have nothing to do with the selection. Quite is it like picking a pope? Like, do they go in a back room? There's no and there's, smoke. There's no, there's, no smoke. there's no white smoke. There's no smoke. So, is there a is there a, a timeline requirement to, for somebody to yeah. be in? Um, because I was going to say it's been a while since Henderson and, and Robinson have yeah, been. Yeah, so they're actually going in their first year eligible. Okay, so this surprises some people, but um, for induction, you have to be 26 years out of high school. Oh wow. So last year, Damon Bailey was inducted, a no-brainer sure. first ballot choice, and people said, "Well, it took you, what took you guys so long?" <laughs> well, the rules are the rules, and this was the first year he could be selected. Okay, um, so okay. that's the process. Twenty-six years out of high school, and um, first ballot guys, uh, first year eligible guys, a lot like Cooperstown in baseball, not very common. Um, so actually, with Henderson and Robinson both coming in this year, they're just the tenth and eleventh guys all time. Oh so you're gosh. talking about the Steve Alfords, the Damon yeah. Baileys, the Rick Mounts, the Oscar Robertsons, the Larry Bird are the guys that get in the first year. It's very competitive, as we said. So a lot of guys wait a couple years. Speaking of Brownsburg, I remember going to Mackey Arena. I think I was in kindergarten at the time and watching uh, Jason Patterson and Jason Lucas lose to Glenn Robinson in round one of the semi-state, or round two of the semi-state, to go to the state finals. They had them beat. Had him yeah. beat. I think the refs took the game from him. I think they wanted to see Robinson and Henderson square off in the state finals, and so I think that was what what happened. I don't know, but uh, so okay, so that's really cool. Again, our guest is Chris May. He's the uh, director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. One of the things we're doing here is we're showcasing Henry County. It's just such a, a classic uh, county, such a classic community, the Newcastle area. Let's talk a little bit about what the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame means to Henry County from an economic development perspective. How many, you know, you guys, I imagine, bring a lot of traffic, a lot of people to Henry County and the, the Newcastle. Newcastle area. You're asking for a biased perspective. Yes, there. absolutely. That's why you're here. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, Henry County has a lot of neat and unique things going for it. Uh, we are one of, obviously, a, a few really outstanding attractions, I'll, I'll brag and say. Um, we, As I mentioned earlier, we draw 
people not only from coast to coast but internationally uh, because we have people who come to the United States. They're basketball fans. They want to learn about basketball. They know Indiana is a big basketball state, and so they'll come out. You know, we also try to play off of and work with very closely the Hoosier gym in Knightstown mm-hmm. where part of the movie Hoosiers was filmed. So The presidential in, candidates were there right, this year. Yeah, right. So, um, so oftentimes people know of the movie Hoosiers, and they'll go there, and then they come to our place mm-hmm. or vice versa. Uh, so we really try to play up on the basketball tourism side of things. You've got the Hoosier Gym where the movie was filmed. You've got the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame where the legends are. And then you've got the in, the Newcastle Fieldhouse right next door, the world's largest high school gym. We took that group from Australia over to the high school, the Fieldhouse last mm-hmm. week. They they were their minds were blown that this is wait this is a high school facility. Right. Uh, you know people who aren't from Indiana just don't get it. So yeah, we we get a lot of people from all over the globe. Uh, we have special events. The Classic will draw a lot of out-of-town visitors from these communities who are going to eat meals and fill up their gas tanks and stay overnight in hotels and so on and so forth. Um, we have our induction ceremonies where all of our inductees come in to Newcastle the Museum to see their exhibits of their memorabilia. I was going to ask you, is there a ceremony? Is it yeah, a- it's actually a full day. We do Newcastle the Museum for a reception, and like I said, each inductee gets their own exhibit. Mm-hmm. And so their family, their, you know, their spouses, yeah. their kids, their parents, everybody wants to come see that. And then we actually are, have a, a dinner and banquet, uh, about 1,200 people in Indianapolis in the evening time. That tournament, so, to circle back to that, is such a big deal. The I think it was Hamilton Southeastern we were broadcasting there one year, and you were very nice. Uh, got me a seat on the floor and a broadcast, and then had a ticket to get into like some sort of concession stand area. And like <laughs> my dad came with me because he, he loves the Hall of Fame, and like Kent Benson was in the hall the, the, oh, yeah, uh, the area, out. and he was like, hey, there's there's Kent Benson. It's really, so a lot of big name people come to the tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the hope and that's the intent that you're going to see a lot of Hall of Famers and uh, people who have connections to Indiana basketball. It's it's a huge fraternity. Um, yeah. It really is, and people come back for the games. They want to see, you know, even the stars of yesteryear mm-hmm. want to come and see who are the stars of the current, and that's what we're experiencing with New Albany coming in. Romeo Langford is their star player. He's a junior. Last year he was ranked the best sophomore in the United States. You know, he's a Duke, Kentucky, UCLA, Kansas, IU, Louisville. He's a big-time recruit. Yeah. And, and so even these guys that are in the Hall of Fame say, hey, I've heard a lot about this kid. I want to see him for myself. That's and pretty cool. It's a chance for them to see him in central Indiana. Again, our guest is Chris May, the uh, director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. In about the final 10 minutes or so we have left with you, Chris, do you have a favorite exhibit? When somebody goes to the Hall of Fame, they say, this is the this is Chris May's favorite exhibit. I don't think so. I, I don't know if I've ever been asked that. You know, sometimes we actually do an exhibit of our staff's, our staff members' favorite pieces of memorabilia. Oh, that's cool. You know, so it's kind of a hodgepodge of this is Chris's, you know, favorite mm-hmm. jersey or this is yeah. Les's favorite basketball, mm-hmm. you know, that. But, you know, I, I, there are too many things to really choose from. I mean, I, I point out we've got Larry Bird's high school jersey. I mean, how cool is that, yeah. right? Um, we've got an entire section for John Wooden, uh, and including some of his personal effects that he had during his lifetime. Uh, Oscar Robertson, we've got an immense amount. We've got his his professional jerseys. We've got a we've got the trophy and ball where he scored his twenty five thousandth NBA point. I mean, how yeah. much how much cooler does it get than that? Um, and then the Milan section too. Mm-hmm. You know, whether people are from Indiana or not, they know Hoosiers, and so they know about this team that existed. Um, you know, we know they're not from Indiana if they come in and they ask about the team from Milan that the movie <laughs> Hoosiers was about. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. That's my. I've used that joke for seven going on eight years. I'm glad I still get a laugh every once in a while. But that is the truth. You know, people they don't know that in Indiana we pronounce things a little differently. Yeah, but, but the Milan section is also a big deal in our. Well, museum. you know, it's like Siri getting Carmel wrong. You know, I mean, Absolutely. it's uh, it's a regional thing. It's um, and if you're Ted Cruz and you pronounce you know rim wrong, you'll lose a presidential race. Right, so, the I mean, ring instead of the rim. That's yeah. right. Uh, so. Let's talk about staff. I know you have a lot of volunteers. You have a lot of people that give their time to help out. You're you're pretty from an you know an actually paid staff perspective. Pretty you lean mean fighting machine. Yeah, three of us full time, including myself. Another four part timers, and then from there it's board members and volunteers mm-hmm. who are unpaid. Um, that's what it takes. That's why the facility has been a success in Newcastle. We're asked all the time, why is it there? There's a long story. There's a history there. But the bottom line is, it was a community committed to basketball and who lived and breathed basketball and so it wasn't hard when they announced that the indiana basketball hall of fame was going to relocate there that people were coming out of the woodwork saying i want to be involved i want to help i want to see this thing be a success and that we've got a lot of volunteers who have been doing this for 24 25 the full 26 years that our museum has been there i will never forget this as a kid uh 
my dad went to Terrell Gertzmeyer and Howard Sharp used to be a volunteer for you guys. And I got to meet <laughs> Howard Sharp. He was at the Hall of Fame. And my yeah. dad was like, you, you, you won't understand this yet, son, but that guy that you just talked to was one of the all-time great co- you know, coaches. Absolutely. And yeah. they just like hang out there. Right, yeah. So and, and he was a member of our board of directors at one point in time. And so we've got a lot of those you know, on our current board of directors, a lot of uh, mostly inductees, former players, former coaches, people who have been around the game. And, and people are surprised when they come to our events or come to the museum on a given day that – who they might bump into. Yeah. Uh, let's look ahead for the Hall of Fame. Where do you guys go from here? I mean, is it, do you guys just try to build upon each year what you're doing? Do you sit around in the early spring and say, we're going to do these of these cool things this year with the Hall of Fame? What, what can we look forward to in 2017 and beyond? I just came from a meeting where we're trying to figure that out. Oh, that's cool. See, perfect timing. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even know uh, that. No, you know, in my world, it's one day at a time. You yeah. know, it's just let's put one foot in front of the other. But you have to have that that view from 30,000 feet of where are we going, how do we get there, those sorts of things. So, uh, you know, at the time being, it's, it's about doing what we do even better year after year. And, I mean, that's in fundraising, that's in PR and visibility, that's in any new events or new programs we can create. Uh, you know, our overarching mission is – preserve and exhibit the history and the tradition of basketball in Indiana and as time goes on as technology comes along you know you can do that in different ways you know we've in my time we've done a lot with social media you mm-hmm. know, Facebook and the Twitter and trying to be interactive with people because that's where today's audience is and, and how they're entertained and how they spend their time so we have to look at things like that and uh, and try to figure out how we best suit that audience so tell us a little bit about people might be saying I'm curious about the social media accounts where can they find the Basketball Hall of Fame Hoops Hall H-O-O-P-S-H-A-L-L is our handle on Twitter and if you go to Facebook we are I-N Hoops Hall uh, and so we do a lot of things. Um, we do a, uh, we try to do some, you know, on top of news about Hall of Fame inductees or what's going on in the Indiana basketball community. Uh, one of the neat things we have is it, our archives and our photo collection is is unbelievable. And so we do a way back Wednesday, throwback Thursday, flashback Friday, where we just, I literally, I go into the archives. And I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Let's do that. That's your uh, job. Sometimes. <laughs> no, I, want to, I want to stop our audience for a minute. That's this guy's job. Like he goes, oh, well, let's go review the history of Indiana basketball. Oh, here's a nice photo from, no, let's just throw it out of your 1929. Let's put yeah. that up. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's everything from team photos to, uh, you know, Hall of Famers to, you know, you know, it's it's unlimited. I mean, the possibilities and, and the, the things that we have in our collection are really cool. So we do that. Just I mean, some of those things uh, don't see the light of day at our museum, but they're there, and it showcases and shows schools, teams, coaches, players that that deserve the recognition. So we do some fun stuff like that, and, and typically uh, it generates some conversation if you've got somebody who follows us on social media from those communities or who played for that coach or is in that picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's always spurs some cool interaction. Chris, uh, you've done a phenomenal job with the Hall of Fame. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Tell us a little about this gym in, uh, in Henry County in Newcastle. Appreciate it very much. Thanks. That was Chris May from the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame located in Newcastle. And if you're just tuning in today, we're uh, taking a look at Henry County today. It's home to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, home to that very famous gym in Knightstown where they filmed the movie Hoosiers. But there's so much more to it. And I I get really curious about uh, Henry County when I, uh, anytime I drive through here, I saw the big giant shoe at the Steve Alford Inn and my good buddy Jeremiah Morrill who's on the uh, Henry County Memorial Park Board and I were talking about it one day and he said come on out I'll be your tour guide and Jeremiah you've got two great guests that we're going to talk to Who? where are we headed next? Next we are going out to beautiful Memorial Park and we're going to visit the Henry County Saddle Club uh, today they are actually installing a bunch of new gates in, in their uh, John Jordan Arena out there so we're going to catch up with Rebecca Baker and see, uh, see what's going on. Alright let's do it we'll head to the Saddle Club Here's a conversation. Rebecca, thanks for being with us. How are you doing today? I'm just great. I'm real thrilled that you're here today and you get to see all of our volunteers here putting in our new arena. So it's a great day to be here. What is going on? There's all sorts of things happening out in front of us. Well, Henry County's lucky enough to have a food and beverage grant um, that was awarded to Henry County Saddle Club. Um, We are a nonprofit organization that's been in um, Henry County since 1959. And we just continue to grow and bring a, a lot of horses and a lot of visitors to our community. So at the, uh, at the Saddle Club, you've made incredible improvements in the last couple of years. Uh, we're in the Jordan Arena, which was built in the 90s. But when I was a kid, this place didn't have any sides on it. You didn't have uh, nearly the amenities that you do now. No, um, actually in the last six years, I'd say the Henry County Saddle Club with food and beverage tax grants and... Um, Henry County Community F- Foundation grants 
we've in the income that comes off of the horse shows, uh, we probably invested somewhere around five hundred fifty thousand dollars in that's six years. That's amazing, and all these people out here today are volunteers. Yes, um, all of our members are here today. I think we got about twenty people here today that are volunteering to come out and get these gates all in in one day, and that way our members and can come and start riding again. That's awesome. So. At, out here, you have how many stalls, horse stalls, are out at, on the grounds? We have 348 permanent stalls. Um, we're also going to be putting in 174 new stalls, probably sometime between January and March of this year. Um, so every stall is a nice stall here at Henry County now. So we're going to welcome our 2017 shows with a beautiful facility that's safe for their horses you know one of the things that we're talking about today is henry county and we're showcasing some of the things talk about what saddle club and what this facility means to henry county um the saddle club was formed to the county couldn't afford to give the 4-h horse and pony a nice arena uh, a f facility for the horses so the saddle club was formed to provide a facility for the horse and pony youth could have a place to show um, since there isn't funding to take care of that, the Henry County Saddle Club is able to do that through attracting uh, horse show organizations, which are nearly all nonprofit organizations themselves. Um, we like to do a lot of education um, and partner with 4-H, and we're so lucky that we're part. We're here inside Memorial Park because this is one of the most beautiful places in Henry County. And you have a calendar that goes almost year-round. You start about March, and you just finished up your show season this year. Is that right? Yeah, we finished up our show season the last weekend of October. Um, the Indi intercollegiate colleges get to show here for a much lower cost. The 4-H gets to show here at a low cost. And um, we are one of the finest facilities in the Midwest for a horse show. And some of your bigger shows you have each year, you have the, the Indy Circuit. Tell us what that is and what uh, what that means to Henry County. Uh, the Indy Circuit, this will be the 26th year of the Indy Circuit. Um, it's an American Quarter Horse show and sanctioned by the Indiana Quarter Horse Association. Um, we have close to 500 horses here on the grounds um, in June for the Indy Circuit and the IQHA State Show. All right, and then if somebody is you know, interested in horses, wants to get involved, maybe they ho own a horse and they want a place to ride. Do you have to live in Henry County to be a part of the saddle club? What What do they need to know to no, get involved? No, you do not have to live in Henry County. Um, you can go to our website at www.hcsaddleclub.com. Um, there's a page on there that's about us with a membership page. You can complete the membership. Um, we have monthly meetings the first Monday of each month from January through May. Um, we take the summer off the membership meetings because we're busy with the horse. But once you pay your membership, um, it's membership per household is a low cost of $35 a year. Adults is $15 annual riding fee, but we have no charge for youth of any age or any county. So for 50 bucks, you can come out, bring your horses out, and have a warm place to ride in the wintertime. Yes. And we'd like to, we wish that we could make, offer it um, a little bit more, but this is kind of like the YMCA for the horse. Yeah. So it's a bargain. So uh, the, one of the nice things about this is it's that public-private partnership model, and, and that's really great to see because it, it stretches people's tax dollars further. Yes, yes, because Henry County, Henry County does not have to, has no cost in maintaining this facility. You guys are out here with volunteers after every horse show, cleaning stalls, setting things up and it's almost it, the, the group is self-supporting you have a relationship with the county where they they essentially lease the ground to the saddle yes. club but all of the operation and you i mean if folks don't know what they have to offer here there's camping so you come in with your trailer you can camp you have hundreds of horse stalls an open arena a covered riding arena uh one of the biggest fans I've ever seen in my life is out here yeah. up in the roof of the Jordan Arena. Yeah, we won't say the name of that on over the air. Yeah. And again, if you are folks just tuning in today, we're showcasing Henry County and talking about some of the great things that are going on in uh, in Henry County. And uh, we're here at the Saddle Club. And, uh, of course, my co-host today, the, the, the wonderful Jeremiah Morrill. Want to reintroduce our guest, Jeremiah? Absolutely. This is Rebecca Baker. She is the uh, president of the Henry County Saddle Club. And... Uh, 
volunteer uh, volunteer more hours than anybody would care to admit. The amount of time that Rebecca spends out here working every How every year. How did you get involved with this? Um, my son actually just completed his uh, ten years in 4-H, um, but he actually showed here at the Saddle Club for thirteen years. Um, so I went as a 4-H member. Um, they needed someone, to, some people to step up um, on our board of directors, which consists of ten. Um, members and uh, past president so we have a total of 11 people that try to meet on a monthly basis to decide what we're going to do what shows we're going to attract and we just have a wonderful membership probably with a little bit over 300 people family memberships into the henry county saddle club so all right well i want to congratulate you on all of the improvements that are being made out here these uh, these gates i've i've spent my uh, my formative years out here announcing shows and showing horses and uh, it's really exciting to see the uh, see the improvements you guys have been able to make. The the barns are in better shape than they've ever been in, and uh, and the upgrades out here just continue to uh, be first class. So congratulations on what you guys have been able to accomplish. Well, thank you. And I just want to remind everybody that um, the entire 4-H organization is is looking to put in some new buildings. Um, their buildings are um, in great disrepair, so we're doing a large community fundraiser. Um, and the Saddle Club wants to do everything that we can to make sure that all of our youth have a great place to show. Rebecca, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for all you do out here. It's uh, wonderful. And thanks for keeping an eye on Jeremiah. That's, that's a job <laughs> in and of itself. Jeremiah is a great support of the Henry County 4-H and the Saddle Club, and we appreciate him very much. That was Rebecca Baker from the Saddle Club. And, boy, Jeremiah, you mentioned it, and it's really true. What a great gem for Henry County. Absolutely, yeah. They, uh, they bring folks in. Every weekend, it, the the work that they do, without really the appreciation or the understanding of the people outside of the community, it's an all volunteer organization. But they uh, they're a huge asset. All right, so we are now where are we headed to next? Uh, by the way, let everybody know once again if you're just tuning in, we are uh, we're touring Henry County today. It's, sometimes I get I get a little cabin fever in Hendricks County. Got to take the show on the road and. Uh, Henry County, of course, home to the Basketball Hall of Fame, the famous Jim and Knightstown, but there's so much more, and we're, we're touring Henry County today. It's like I'm, I'm getting a show on the Outdoors Network or something, but where are we headed to next? We're going to go to downtown Newcastle, uh, and we're going to visit with Corey Murphy. He's the Economic Development uh, Corporation uh, president, uh, and Corey's going to tell us about uh, some of the developments and uh, uh, exciting things that have been happening in Henry County and what's to come. All right, here's that conversation. Corey, thanks for being with us today. How's it going? going well thank you for coming to henry county all right so tell us a little bit about what you do because you are a very vital part of i've had the grand tour here today and you're a very vital part of a lot of the cool things that are going on tell us what your office does so uh, i'm with the economic development corporation uh, we serve all of henry county and our mission is kind of fourfold help local businesses uh, thrive and expand uh, attract new businesses uh, we work on infrastructure uh, so both hard infrastructure and soft infrastructure. So that'd be water, sewer, electric, um, fiber, and then workforce development. And we do none of it by ourselves. We're, we're dependent upon many, many partners. So the best way to describe uh, our role uh, is maybe a choir director and make sure everybody's uh, uh, singing off the uh, same page and hopefully off the same line. But you've got to have some good singers. Yes, absolutely. And really, uh, collaboration uh, among the business community here and the local elected officials uh, is very, very vital uh, to moving Henry County forward. So, uh, Corey, there's all kinds of construction. As you go through Henry County, the south side of town, you've got uh, REMCs doing some construction work there. And then there's something going on up in the north side of, the, of town, too. What's the, uh, what's the big project up there? So um, on the north side of uh, town, the hospital is building a new, uh, basically a new clinic, uh, about 58,000 square feet. But uh, I'd, if you're okay, I'd like to go back to, to the southern part of the county in ro on Road 3 in Spiceland and kind of start there yeah, and, absolutely. And, and move north. Um, there are market rate apartments going up uh, in Spiceland. Uh, local businessman out of Knightstown uh, put in some units over there and looking for another community in Henry County and we recommended that he take a look at, at, at Spiceland. And so uh, the importance there is is new units 
um, that are open to really anybody that that, that qualifies that, that that wants to live there. And well, I th- that's going to be a great location too for somebody that wants to commute from Indianapolis but still live in a rural area. Spiceland's a, a, just a perfect spot. Absolutely. Yeah, and the apartments have become very important, or at least uh, rentals have become very important because they pay a higher tax rate. Yes. Uh, so uh, good growth there. We we moved uh, north. Uh, just just south of the uh, interchange, and we've got the Newcastle Motorsports Park uh, that's been here for quite some time. Uh, because of that motorsports park, we were able to get some support from the state of Indiana with, with some road money. Um, and we have uh, partnered with the county and uh, basically reworked that road back to the motorsports park. And uh, that place brings in 40,000 visitors a year. Wow, 40,000. And so really the road is kind of a first impression uh, to, to many people that come to Henry County that otherwise might not come. Yeah. Uh, when you go through a thing like Newcastle did, to, to focus on Newcastle for a minute, where you have a major, basically a way of life for a lot of people, and it goes away, how do you restart? How do you go about trying to replace all, you know, what, what was and all, and all that left? Well, I might have a, a, a different perspective on that because I didn't grow up here, uh, but I've moved my family here and we've been here for about four years Uh, there's so much opportunity here and I think some of it has to do with just attitude and uh, maybe a little hope and uh, some diversification Uh, certainly uh, the community did well over the years as did East Central Indiana with those traditional manufacturing jobs but it's changed manufacturing's changed and therefore the impact on the community has changed but manufacturing is not dead. It's just different. You have uh, smaller, lighter manufacturing. You're not going to have one factory that's going to have 1,500 jobs, but you're going to have a number of 200, 200 job operations. Yes. Which also, as things change, you don't necessarily have the massive hit of when you lose a Chrysler Corporation. Right. Uh, it's interesting because uh, we were we toured Henry County Day. Jeremiah did a wonderful job driving. If he ever needs a job as a driver, I would highly recommend him. But, uh, you know, I had always known, of course, gone, been to the Basketball Hall of Fame, been to the Knightstown Gym. But there's just so many cool things out here that you can attract people to. And we were commenting that the uh, the Wilbur, uh, Wilbur Wright birthplace is literally it's right off the interstate, and I've probably driven past that sign a hundred times and never paying attention to it. I mean, it's right here. It's cool. Yeah, I think the beautiful story about there is it's ran by volunteers. Yeah, see, we were talking about that on the drive-in, about that we were saying we bet it was volunteers. And, uh, you know, one of the great stories about Henry County that I noticed not only as a new resident but as someone who sells Henry County is we often bat above or box above our uh, our uh, where we should. And I, I point to the Henry County YMCA. If it weren't for the... Uh, the investment of, of, of lo- local people donating money, um, we probably shouldn't have that facility. Uh, but it's very nice, and it, it provides a community amenity. Um, another amenity would be the Ivy Tech. We're not unique that, that Henry County has Ivy Tech, but how we, how we come to have a home there is really the county decided to invest in itself and not wait on the state legislature to appropriate money for the campus. Jeremiah, want to introduce our guest, and uh, then your next question? Absolutely. Uh, you want to introduce our guest, Corey oh, Murphy? Oh, I'm sorry, yes, yes Corey Murphy. It's Corey Murphy. <laughs> I was Thank trying you. To, you know, this is your chance I, to I guess I'm radio. co-hosting yes, today, and I need your, to embrace that. Yeah, this Corey is your Murphy, chance to be on the radio. I want yes. to give you the full treatment here. Anyway, go ahead. All right, anyway, so the... Uh, the other thing that Henry County's been looking at is you've made some some investments in, in bringing utilities down to the interstate. So the next growth opportunities, I guess, is, as you're looking at it from your position, are are generally to grow down towards Spiceland and in the south side of Newcastle? Well, uh, from a light industrial uh, commercial growth, uh, certainly that corridor uh, is very, very important. I also think there's an opportunity uh, to do some infill growth within the city and within the small towns as well. And um, hopefully, as the county engages in the comprehensive planning process that's just been recently kicked off, we can take a look at those uh, opportunities. Uh, Now you're speaking our language, comprehensive plan. Tell people what that is because that's a huge deal and it's so important. It's essentially a business plan for the county. What do we want to be when we grow up and how do we want to get there? 
and it's an opportunity for the public, elected officials, uh, everybody to uh, chart a roadmap for the future, uh, especially in an environment of limited resources, uh, both time, talent, and treasure. And so what are our priorities, and how do we want to accomplish those? Again, uh, we're focusing on uh, Henry County today, and uh, Corey Murphy with us now. And uh, his, one of the major things he does is attract uh, economic development to, uh, to Henry County. Uh, Jeremiah touched on this a little bit. I uh, talked about infrastructure. One of the things that you have uh, an advantage on is what we say three three exits off seventy within the within the county. Is that right? How do you use those three exits uh, for economic growth? Well, the fact that I seventy uh, comes through the county is 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 really a blessing from from two perspectives: speed to market, so the ability for local companies to ship their goods out uh, uh, to the marketplace, and then also from a workforce standpoint. Um, if, if the job uh, pays well and it's, and it's a well-ran company, um, you can attract people from all the way from 465 on the east side all the way to the Ohio state line. So our labor shed is much larger than our population base because of the transportation infrastructure. Absolutely. And we have a lot of folks in Henry County that yeah, do drive. I think 20, 25 minute commute is probably pretty average. We have folks that live in Henry County and work in Delaware or the other way around where you, you know, you attract folks from from anywhere in a probably 40 mile radius. I often like to point out that uh, people that live on the north side of Indianapolis and, and are headed downtown, it's likely that we can get to downtown in Indianapolis faster. It's more miles but it's less congestion. I can go from my house on the south side of Newcastle to Lucas Oil Stadium in 45 minutes without breaking very many laws at all. <laughs> hey, one of the, the big issues, uh, Jeremiah and I were talking about this as we were driving around the county, is that you have a lot of open space. You have a lot of farmland, a lot of agriculture. How do you use that as a selling point to people that are looking at, uh, at your area? Well, agribusiness and agriculture uh, is a competitive advantage for Henry County. And uh, going back to the comprehensive plan, uh, we've got to be very diligent and uh, think about how we want to leverage that. Um, I will say from a tax base, uh, the farmland uh, represents a substantial uh, part of the tax base here in Henry County. Very good. So uh, as far as livability, you're, you're somewhat new to the county, living here for four or five years now. Uh, what's it like to live in Henry County if, if somebody's looking at an area and they find a job and they think, well, i got to move out to the, you know, 40 miles from anywhere. What's, what's it like to actually live here? So I'm going to take off my, uh, I guess, my paid position and just really a, as a relatively new resident and a, and a, a family uh, or father of three boys who couldn't ask for a better place to raise our family. Uh, Family-oriented, uh, a lot of opportunities at schools, uh, relatively safe and uh, really uh, people that are friendly and welcoming and uh, care about the community. One of the things you touched on the YMCA, and Jeremiah and I were driving around today, and obviously he's very close to Memorial Park. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Memorial Park and what that means. I mean, it's, a, it's just an awesome, awesome uh, facility. So I've got a personal story about Memorial Park. Right after we lived, uh, moved here, it, we, we had a winter with a lot of snow. And so we went out sledding. And, and the ranger, the park ranger, came around and started a fire, uh, basically where we were sledding. And it was uh, fantastic. I just mean, for your benefit. Just for our benefit. <laughs> and so, I mean, that, that stuck with me in, in, in terms of uh, just the type of uh, personal touch uh, that it's available here at, at, in Henry County. But Memorial Park uh, is really a gem. And I think uh, there's an opportunity there to um, attract new uh, activities and also enhance uh, activities for the local residents. Looking forward, let's look out five years, over the next five years. What are some of the things we can really expect to see as Henry County continues to grow? I think there uh, will be a lot of focus around enhancing quality of life and building upon our assets uh, with that respect, um, particularly around, um, you know, small town living or, you know, rural living um, with some very important community amenities. Very good. So the, uh, 
It's not easy. This is not an easy job, is it? No, what he does absolutely not. No, your, your gig probably pretty easy. You just drive around <laughs> and you know and, and, and talk to politicians all day. No, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm not to cut you on, but I'm amazed at what these guys do. And I'll, I'll go ahead and take your question. Then I'll no, okay. well, no, I'll comment on it. He, he he's he's juggling or herding cats all the time. So if you're in Corey's, Corey's position, you're you're working for the citizens of the community. You're working for the business interest. You're you're uh, responsible for. Uh, a, a county council, a city council, a mayor, a, a county commissioner's group, and everybody's trying to pull in different directions. And the ultimate goal is everybody wants jobs and they want the, the community to be beneficial or to, to benefit. Uh, but everybody has a different idea as to how that's supposed to be achieved. Uh, and this is typically a political show for Rob. So, you, you know, in the city of Newcastle, it's a, more of a Democrat organization. In the county, it's more Republican. So uh, there's a, a very interesting world that uh, that somebody in, in – in Corey's position has to live in. Yeah, and, and I'm just curious, when you took this job, did you have a blueprint? I mean, do you have one now? At what point did you say, okay, here's why I'm taking this job and here's what I believe this could be? So, you know, when I graduated from high school and went to the University of Evansville, I did not, you know, go with with the plan that I'm going to be a local economic development right. official. But I kind of stumbled into this position. I've been doing it for about 10 years. Um, so the best way to describe it and then my approach to it is this business is one foot in business, one foot in local government. And you have to make sure that those two broad entities are, are, lar- are generally headed in the right direction. And so I probably sound like a broken record, but local leadership is a competitive advantage. And it really has nothing to do with Republican ideas, Democrat ideas. It's how can we work together within our budget and move forward and execute a plan because we can control that. We cannot control what happens in China. We can't control what happens in Washington, D.C. very, very well. Or quite frankly, in Indianapolis. So what can we do at the local level um, to move forward? And that's collaborate. Uh, identify our priorities and then execute. Well, Corey, we want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us. A uh, lot of really cool things going on in, in Henry County, and I know you're got your uh, your thumb on the on the pulse of all of it. And uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. That was Corey Murphy with the Henry County Economic Development Corporation, and uh, that's wrapping up our tour of Henry County today. And with us once again, our tour guide for the day, Park Board Memorial Park Board member Jeremiah Morrill. Jeremiah, how's it going? Oh, it's been a great day, Rob. Hey, we want to thank you guys for having me out. It's nice for me to be able to get across the county line from time to time. And uh, like I said, it I've wanted to come explore Henry County for a long time, and uh, it's re- it's really been a blast. Well, we're uh, we're thrilled that uh, you were able to make the trip, and hope that many of your listeners and podcast followers are able to come on out east and uh, check out Henry County. Well, we've ho- we're home to uh, the Wilburite birthplace. We didn't even cover that today, but Wilburite was born out here. The guy that flew the plane. The guy that flew the first plane, built the plane, flew the plane. Would have been all nothing without Henry County. Exactly. Yeah. So there's so many things we didn't get to today. We wanted to uh, try to touch on as many things as we could, but obviously uh, with limited time, there were so many things we couldn't touch on. Uh, we were talking about, about a bunch of them off the air. If people want more information on Henry County, how can they go about doing that? Well, they can jump on to uh, henryco.net and uh, and link to all of the, the cover topics we covered today and many, many more. All right. Henryco.net is the website. Jeremiah, thanks again for uh, showing me around Henry County today. It's been a blast, Rob. Hey, don't forget if you missed any part of our uh, show today, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet and uh, go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency 701 north green street in brownsburg an archive of today's program can be heard at our website wyrz.org Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the 2 for 250 and 2 for $5. 
They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.